You are listening to the Learning Factory Summer Shorts. Please remove all ID cards and activate your out-of-office email before listening. Oh, I'm so fucking relaxed. It's the first summer short of the summer. It's the Learning Factory Summer Shorts. We are here on our holidays. With our cargo shorts on. Cargo shorts on this week. And we are joined by a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Neko Kosa, design teacher in SSIS. Worked with two of you. Well, one of you buggered off to Sri Lanka. Other one's about to bugger off to Cambodia. So cheers, guys, for hiring me. Yeah, and I, leaving. I can see a trend there. You arrived and everyone left. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try yep. not to take it personally. That's okay. I'm trying not to. The rats are always the first to leave a sinking ship. What we're going to chat about today is that we're, we've got a theme, a loose theme. We're going to chat about cargo shorts. It's the one universal truth about being an international school teacher is that you've got to move every couple of years. So we're going to have a few little questions and a bit of a chat about what's the, the worst thing, the best thing about moving uh, as an international school teacher. Nice and short and sharp. So uh, start us off, Nikki. Tell us where you've moved from in your, in your travels as a teacher or even before that. Okay, before that, Nigerians, so moved from Nigeria to England in my early teens and obviously lived in England most of my life. And I thought it would be a great idea to see the world and the best way of doing that is be an international teacher. So I moved to China 2019 and we can all guess how that went. So, yeah. yeah come, come to China <laughs> to see the open and free so world. I should, yeah. I should be able to travel this part of the world very easy and yeah. Outstanding. And then, obviously, as soon as you moved, a global pandemic hit, and that was that. <laughs> yeah. I, at least I can say I was able to go to Thailand and Japan before everything went close, 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 close. Yeah. Everything went tits up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bloody eight. So, on your move to China, next thing is that your most recent move. What was the mm-hmm. biggest shock? The biggest shock I got, I think, is the super politeness of the student took me aback i'm from london i taught in a greater london school but in one of the i think at some point the worst estates in london so those kids were you see everything and yes kids can be nice and polite but the politeness here was just crazy so are you yeah. really craving for someone to come in and just tell you to go fuck yourself or no i do not miss that at all <laughs> i do miss that i really i miss i miss I cheeky I kids miss that. <laughs> cheeky kids i don't mind rude kids is a whole different scenario altogether that i do not miss at all are they not necessarily rude they're more linguists okay if you want to go down that route okay <laughs> Do you reckon it's the the fact that they're all, say, expat kids, or is it something to do with the education system? Like, you're you're obviously in the National Curriculum of Britain, and then you went to the IB. Do you think that has Um, something to do with the kids being more respectful, or or is it just the fact that they're expats? I think it's a cultural thing, because obviously most of the kids we teach, well, teach here are mostly um, Chinese, Korean, Malaysian. So I guess it's in the culture to, when they say hello, is to bow down or receive something from you with two hands, give you something with two hands. I just have a kid like, yeah, means that's my homework back in England. Like, I've done it. There you go. But this one is, there you go. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't do so well in my 
assessment. I'm like, dude, you got a six. I don't know what you're <laughs> hoping to get. That's a good mark. <laughs> because Sweet. some kids back in England, if they get a C, they're good. They, yeah. they achieve what, and they're happy. But this one is, I think it's a constant need or the strive to always be better than they're doing. Yeah, C's get degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you that you had in your, your school back in the UK that you think, you know, that was really good? I wish there was something like that in an international um, school. I think design-wise, when I first came and I went to Dave, I said, um, some of these grade A kids I'm teaching and they're using a tool, it seems like they're using a tool for the first time. It's very strange that they showed the students in grade six from the beginning how to use hand tools and stuff like that. I guess you could say that's a very traditional design way. Here are the tools. Here's how you can use it. And I was very um, surprised about the whole inquiry-based learning, how you go find out about what you want to do. I'll assist you here and there kind of thing. No, today we're going to make a box. Today we're going to make a finger joint. This is how we're going to do it. I do miss that sometimes where you can say, okay, this lesson, skill-based, here's what we're making. And you can then figure out how you want to use that in the project you're doing. Yeah, it's just the skills to start that off in the beginning. Because my some of my grade 11s then, I watch them in the workshop and thinking, oh my God, what is going on? How do I have to... <laughs> I got pause, rectify, and start again. A bit more skills, maybe. That'd be quality. Mm. We, we all wish that was the case, I suppose. But sometimes it's kind of fun to say, hey, kid, go inquire into how sharp that saw is there. <laughs> and then you see the blood, like, okay, yeah, that was very sharp. Or when we were having our first meeting, and I was, I was to teach food design for grade 10, and I uh, asked you and Brian there, I said, so when did they cook? You're like, well, this is a design circle. Criteria C is all over there. There's 16 strands they have to do. And the practical is in this strands. I was like, but it's food. <laughs> they need to be cooking and experimenting. But yeah, that was the strange one. I think everyone can give yeah. that. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, all, we'll all get out our typewriters and write a strongly worded letter to the IB. <laughs> Typewriter. Okay. Yeah. That's good. We're not tech integrators. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll respond in four to seven business days. By owl. <laughs> what about the uh, the culture shocks outside of outside the classroom? Going from Nigeria to the UK and then UK to China. Maybe give us like an example of something funny that happened. Maybe. Yeah, I knew that. Okay, I'm a tall person. Oh my god, I'm black as well. People might just do a double take here and there. That's okay. I was expecting that. But bloody hell, the way they would just stop when we go to one of the old towns um, for a visit, and I had two really old ladies. And they just came up to me and they were so close to me and I knew what they were about to do. And I said, no, don't touch it. You can have a look at it because my hair is twisted and they just couldn't understand how it was staying. And that I get. <laughs> because <laughs> that I understand, that I get. It can be a bit unnerving in the beginning, but after a while you get used to it. And then you yeah. get so used to it that you get another one just like, oh my God. Taking off pictures. How can I forget that? The discreet. We'll see her. (laughs) 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 Or they'll come right up to you and go, like, what? Personal space. What's going on? Yes, that was a stranger. You can't try that back in England. You might get a fist in your face if you try that. So, yeah, that one was very strange as well. Lack of personal space, yeah. (laughs) What was harder, moving to China as an adult or moving to the UK as a teenager? Moving to UK as a teenager because kids are mean. <laughs> I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> kids are mean. 
it was my first foray into the, I guess, international waters and obviously straight off the boat, as you say. So very thick, strong Nigerian accent. I'm very proud of that. Even to this day, I still have it. But when someone in the school bus said to me, do you talk funny because your nose is the way it is? What? I was... <laughs> or even the way they were speaking. I was like, hold on, no, but I have learned proper English of how to use your grammars and your tenses and stuff like that. What's going on? All the, the different terms that are used. So grain up is an eraser. They ask, oh, do you mean a rubber? I'm like, no, an eraser, because that's the actual name. It's not a rubber, it's an eraser. Or you can I uh, can you show me where the toilet is? And they said you want to use you want to spend a penny. I'm like, I have no penny to spend. I just want to go to the toilet. <laughs> <Where is this? laughs> so is that kind of thing where yeah, like I say, kids are mean. In the beginning, I think when I first, because I didn't move to London when I first moved to England, I moved to Reading, a town that tried so much then to be a city. I was one of the only black girl in the entire year seven. And the other black kid grew and was brought up in Reading. So that, as a young person, it was, it, the shock was just there. But moving to China, because I guess the world is much open than when it was when I moved to England in 96 internet everybody watching stuff seeing different people you kind of know what to expect also living in london london is a melting point of different cultures so you see every term dick and harry so it's not a oh my gosh kind of thing china famously open country yeah gets all kinds <laughs> yeah that's a good one i remember i thought i spoke english when i went to london <laughs> and then on like day two of teaching i told a kid who was wearing his Wearing his uniform down around his knees, I told him to pull up his pants. No, but there's trousers. Pants trousers. is America. Pants <laughs> yes. is Amer- yeah, but pants <laughs> is Irish too. So, we- have you found that you've had any phrases just have not translated when you've gone to China? Everything is so American. I find myself saying elementary a lot. Nigeria obviously was under Britain back in the day, so everything was very British. So it's primary school, it's secondary school, and then here it's like, oh, go to elementary or go to grade five is year six those kind of things trying to align the numbers to what is the equivalent in england and other places i said trash can to my nephew once back home and I, I, I was nearly excommunicated <laughs> it's a dustbin it's a dust yeah <laughs> it's a even garbage is like no it's a dustbin trash yeah. <laughs> when you move to china Necker, what's something that you 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 maybe you didn't bring or you put it in your shipping which doesn't arrive for three or four months what's something you wish you had it brought with you in your check bags i wish i brought everything in my kitchen drawer like all my spices my my cooking pot because i thought i'm coming to china everything is made in china i'll be able to get it very easily big mistake that was just so wrong (laughs) so wrong and obviously all my spices my spices being my nigerian spices that i just didn't think because Obviously, I thought I'll have family coming to visit me every now and then kind of thing. So when they come, they can bring me this and that. And yeah, that didn't transpire. So I just wish I brought all my my cooking equipment because I like to cook. And it took me a while to obviously sort my apartment out because we went to Ikea maybe towards the end of August. And it stuff coming like, well, this pot is crap. It doesn't cook properly. And it's just finding things that you'd be comfortable cooking in. And, and also, I think what I didn't think of packing was pictures of my family. And I missed that. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me 
that I'm going to need that. I should put it in my, in my shipment. I just forgot that totally. And that's one thing I do miss. But I'm trying to bring stuff off Facebook and rectify that. But yeah. If you're in a new country and you have like, mm. a, I think we used to call them bad China days. And yeah. you, you look around your new empty apartment and you're like, blank. I just want, <laughs> I just want some, some, some beans on toast or something yes. really basically you- Irish or, or British or whatever. You're like, I, I, I need this right now. Yeah. And to try and find a toaster is trying to find a needle in a haystack. Fuck, you should have tried that 11 years ago. I think there was, <laughs> oh, wow. there was one. There was one in China. One toaster. There's a big <laughs> queue on a Sunday. <laughs> no, I think what I miss is not having a proper oven. A proper oven, I miss that a lot. And trying to cook with a tabletop is not fun. Easy bake oven, yeah. 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 Outside of luggage and all that sort of stuff, what's your top tip for somebody who's moving this summer? Like he's making the jump to international education for the first time. Someone who shits a Gavastad in his jump ship. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's to just... Believe in yourself and believe you're actually traveling because I have never had hives. I never break out in anything before. And I remember a month before I was to go to move to um, China, my um, shipments have come and gone. I'm saying my goodbyes. And then I think the panic set in. Am I really doing this? Is this really happening? And everything just became bigger than it, sh- it needed to be. And honestly, on my leg, I just started getting like allergic reaction to nothing. And I've never, ever had that before remember my mother just say just calm down it's going to be okay but i'm thinking but i'm leaving you guys for at least two, two years or a year or so this is big yes i've gone to uni and everything but i'm leaving that family uni that has always been my rock and i'm going out on my own so i, I mean i thought i was crazy doing that but there's always reasons like you say Osted, you want to go and try something <laughs> try something different so it's just Believe in the process, make sure everything that you need, that you have it. For me, it was like the pictures of family. That was very important that I didn't pack. Um, the kitchen stuff is minor because you, you can always eventually find something. But I think that first two weeks of staying in that hotel while trying to find accommodation and stuff was just having things from home to make me comfortable. But even after you've moved into your apartment, it's still just white. The first couple of months trying to set up your apartment is expensive to try and have some money with you. I think they say, oh, no, it's okay. You don't need to have any money. Just come. You get this and that. But like, ah, I'm glad I came with some few thousand quais with me. And the way the, the money was just going, like it was we say Nigeria, pure water. It was just, you're paying here. Someone said it's monopoly money because you're just giving those bills out. Like, yeah, it's just having all of that, I think. Yeah, I'm going to hold it together because just thinking about it is very... Don't start, don't start crying. It's the end of the year. It's been, it's been a tough couple of years. So it's, it's trying to hold it together for the last couple of days. <laughs> I, I always think that, I think the year I left England to come to start international teaching was the best year because I would have still been stuck back in England if I've pushed it back one more year. I would never have mm. left and that would have been disappointing. And doing this IB is great. It's been, I mean, stressful, but not as stressful as teaching GCSE and A-level, A-level at the same time. Yeah. That stress is a whole different, it's a whole different ball game entirely. These summer shorts, most people... Mm-hmm. Our, our vast array of listeners around the globe right. are probably probably listening to this, you know, by the by the pool, sipping on a cocktail. Yeah. Um, what what's the cocktail that you think best describes 
or sums you up as a teacher? As a teacher? Oh, Jesse can tell you his while you think. All right. Okay, Jesse, what's yours? Yeah, I'm basically like a fucking Uzo Martini because it's just a shit no one wants to touch that I have to deal with. <laughs> Welcome to administration. Dave, what's yours before you? I'm so thinking. I was uh, a Long Island iced tea. Okay, because? All sorts of shit jumbled together in a terrible mixture, all masked with a nice little bit of sugar on top. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know because I don't... I'm not a drinker per se, but my favorite cocktail, my go-to cocktail is also, is always a mojito. What's a mojito? Describe a mojito to us and we'll try and describe it as your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's got mint, maybe vodka. I don't know what drinks is in there. It just tastes nice <laughs> and it's sweet. <laughs> no fucking idea. It's rum, cane rum, sugar, there you go. and there you go. lime and mint. And it's very lovely. And some, um, yeah, cane sugar, yeah. So I don't know how you can describe that. Pretty much sums up Decca. You know, it's a lovely drink, but she's got no fucking idea of what she's doing. <laughs> Perfect. I, I think I have a little bit of an idea, not no idea, just a little. <laughs> yeah, you, just, it's, it's, that, it's that finer subject knowledge, like the difference between rum and vodka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Potatoes yeah. and sugar. <laughs> Thanks very much, Neka, for coming on. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your time in China, however long that's going to be. And I'm sure Jesse's taking notes on what he's going to do for his big move. Uh, that was the first Learning Factory Summer Short. I uh, hope you enjoyed that with a vodka mojito by the pool. <laughs> and you can join us for the next Summer Short. The next one is uh, Bermuda Shorts. And we're going to talk about how to stop shit disappearing from your classroom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You have been listening to The Learning Factory Summer Shorts Please return used towels to the beach hut And pour yourself another drink